At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Two preseason football games in the books. The Ravens did it again. Another win, another cover. 19-2 and ATS last 21 games. 21 straight, straight up there for the Baltimore Ravens. We also had the Field of Dreams game tonight, Sean. Terrible decision by Major League Baseball. The Chicago Cubs defeated the Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds. Um, hey, Cody Decker's with us. He joins My us right man. Now. Hey, Cody. Hey, the Cincinnati Reds yeah. lost. Just, uh, just pointing that out. Shocker, shocking. We tra- Anyways, we, we tra- Sean, is that weird to you? Is we, it weird to you? We, is it strange? Well, well here's, we were before, just a, before we get on a team that we're just a, we're just two friends. Like, look, Cody, you and I, I consider us nice guys, and yes. and we try to tell our our, our dear friend. That the team that plays in Northern Ohio is awful at baseball. We tried to tell them. Hey, yes. I'm a dreamer. I'm not gonna let either one of you guys make me feel bad for dreaming. I'd be more concerned if uh, my guy Dylan Cease went out and uh, gave it one earned eight strikeouts, and uh, White Sox can't figure out how with the bases loaded, no outs to get a run home. That'd probably be more concerning. They're a team that people had expectations for. The Reds stink. Yeah, but you know, to be fair, I don't have out a ticket for them to win the World Series like someone else I know about. No, to win the, the Central, not the World Series, just the Central. Oh, just well, that's bad. okay. I, I have a ticket out that's very similar to yours, uh, Sean. That that actually says that the Yankees at the end of the season will own a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'm gonna get the rest of the division this monkeypox, and we're gonna get the Reds <laughs> to the top one way or the other, brother. <laughs> Um, a lot to get to, Cody, since last time we chatted. We did talk to you post Juan Soto acquisition from the Padres, your former organization, uh, but it hasn't been going all that well. What's the level of worry uh, for Padres fans? Both Sean and I uh, own a little 22-1 uh, to 1 in our pocket on the Padres to, uh, to be hoisting some uh, hardware in October. So, been sluggish. Juan Soto's been great. Uh, but but how worried should Padres backers and fans be right now? 
You should be all the not worried at all, people. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. is coming back this week. This organization is going to be at full strength. And again, this has nothing to do with catching up with the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're not catching up to the Los Angeles Dodgers. But you know what they could do? They could get a better record than the Atlanta Braves when this is all said and done. That secures them a better home field advantage. That way they can maybe avoid the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, they may have to contend with the New York Mets, but we're talking two of the best pitching staffs in the National League going head-to-head. It's anyone's ballgame. So really, the Padres are all in. They're all in for this season. They're all in for next season, and they're probably going to be all all in for the season following that. I'm I'm really fired up for this team. I don't think they should worry at all. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have probably the third best record going into October. I'm with you, Cody. I don't have any worry here either because ultimately, when you make these kind of acquisitions, and it's not just Soto, it's Josh Bell, it's Drury, you know, it's trading for Hater. It takes time for this to come together, and the only concern is getting into the playoffs. And the Brewers, they're not playing very well either. Giants are, what, seven and a half, eight games behind them for the wild card. So I feel like they have cushion. And once they get in the playoffs, to me, that's when they have to be playing well. So as we get towards the the latter part of the, the regular season, if they're still not hitting the ball and they're not playing well, then I'll be concerned. Keep in mind, the Los Angeles Dodgers are likely going to have a bye going into this playoffs, and I am not sold that that is a good thing. Yeah, I mean that that's that's going to be the the kind of the fascinating dynamic of this playoffs. It's not just you know this one game play in, right? It's it's multiple three game series uh, that are going to be uh, that are going to be going on. We're talking to. Cody Decker, um, you can follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. Uh, just follow him on Twitter. He'll tell you he does like a gajillion things. So uh, just just follow him on Twitter, and uh, he'll tell you where he's he is. talented. He's a very talented guy. He's a handsome guy, too. Look at him. He was out there playing 18 today. You know, he's, he's got his tan. Yeah, he's, he's, just, he's living, this, living his best life, his less Cali life. Uh, who's going to win the AL Central, Cody? Uh, you know what? Honestly, now I finally think it's going to be the Minnesota Twins. Mm. Our boy Dylan Cease is just too good. And, and this is like having yourself a Ferrari in, in in a shack. It is just what a waste of a great pitcher right now. What a what a waste of an incredible uh, entire starting lineup, an entire starting pitching staff. This team should be winning this division by like eight games, but instead it looks like they're going to finish third in this division. I think the Twins, because they are the team that did make some moves at the trade deadline and got a little bit better, I think they're going to come away with this division at this point because right now we've been talking about it for months, the saving grace for this White Sox team. Hey, you got this most favorable schedule going into the second half. It's so favorable. You're going to be so good. Well, guess what? They're splitting series with the Kansas City Royals. This Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals that doesn't even have their one all-star in Andrew Benatendi, Kansas City Royals. Their past all-star in Whit Merrifield. This is a triple-A ball club, and they're splitting with them with a potential Cy Young Award winner on the mound, scoring no runners with bases completely loaded with nobody out. This team is the worst. I hate them. I, I agree. love them, but I hate them, I agree. Sean. I had White Sox minus a half first five. I'm about to break my television. Like, are you guys serious? You know how hard it is to have the bases loaded, no outs, and not get any runs in? Like, it's, it's really, really hard to do that. And it's like when I watch the White Sox, they're so frustrating. I'm pretty much going to either fade them or not have anything to do with them the rest of the season. I would say this about the Central. I'm a believer. And he's rounding back in the form. 
is he enough down the stretch to keep this cushion that Cleveland has? Or you think Minnesota, because of their, their trade deadline acquisitions, is going to overwhelm them? I think Minnesota will eventually overwhelm. The Guardians are a very good story right now, but I just can't imagine them holding on to this organiz- this lead right now. And not to mention, uh, there's not only him. Tristan McKenzie's been doing a phenomenal job as well. So this is this team is very young and talented, but I just feel like they're a year away, an acquisition away, a call-up away. Something special is kind of brewing in Cleveland, but I don't think it's this year. Cody Decker joining us. Cody, 7-13, and 13, that is the record of uh, the New York Yankees. And boy, did they put on a base-running display late uh, a couple nights ago out in Seattle. Woof, that was horrendous in, uh, in extra innings. But is this just a blip for a team that was on you know, a historical pace? Or is there more deep-seated concerns when it comes to the New York Yankees and their struggles since the All-Star break? You know what? Guess what? I think it is okay for the answer to be both. I think this is both a blip and there are legitimate concerns right now. Uh, This team's pitching is a concern right now. This team's uh, offense lately outside of uh, Aaron Judge has been a little bit of a concern. Uh, This is a team that should be dominating this division, but flat out hasn't been lately. In fact, Right now, I'd say Houston is the team to beat in the American League. They've had the Yankees number all season long. And by the way, trading away Jordan Montgomery, I think is going to be the Achilles heel that's going to eventually break the back of the Yankees. They're like setting themselves up to be a team that just somehow loses in their first round. Remember what I said about the Dodgers? going into a playoff series with a potential buy. As of right now, that's likely going to be the Yankees. This team really shouldn't go into a buy because looking at them run out the gate after the All-Star break, who knows what they're going to do with another four or five days off. You know, it's interesting because out of all the moves of the trade deadline, Cody, that was the most perplexing, the most head-scratching, yeah. was getting rid of Jordan Montgomery for Hader, who's injured as we speak. I, I, I didn't understand that. Is there any kind of rational explanation for what the Yankees were thinking? I think they just wanted some outfield help, but at the end of the day, they did not need outfield help as much as they needed pitching depth, and Jordan Montgomery has been doing a great job. Hell, his first outing was a win against the Yankees. (laughs) I mean, that is just, if that is not just poetry in motion, I don't know what is. And, of course, they trade Gallo, who, I mean, he was hitting like me, and he goes to the Dodgers and hits a three-run homer the other day, so... I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't think the Yankees are headed in the right direction, but if they ever do get healthy fully, I mean that lineup's gonna always be dangerous. Oh, you're talking about Joey Gallo, the future World Series MVP for the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> oh, that would sting. That was so sting. To, it's going to happen. Watch it happen. Watch it happen against the Yankees. He hits like a game seven walk-off homer and he's enshrined in like a statue forever. I want it to happen, and if it does happen, I'll believe you're up there, baby. I'll believe in you. <laughs> so right quick, because I'm looking for some value. I'm trying to get a futures wager in to win the World Series. Phillies have been hot as fish grease. Any trust in them, or is there someone else, whether it be the Braves, Mets, now that the Grom's back, where you think there's some value you know, to kind of get on board that train right now to win it all? There's some value in the Seattle Mariners, man. This team is very unique. It's interesting. They have so far run into the buzzsaw. That is the Houston Astros a couple of times, especially right out the gate in the second half of this uh, season. But, man, if they could figure out how to get past that team, 
I'd watch out for the Seattle Mariners going forward because they got the pitching. They got Castillo. They got Robbie Ray. This They got Logan Gilbert. This team's got everything they need to be success, successful. And if they get their hands back on J-Rod, watch out everybody. Yeah, and he should be back, I think, uh, any moment now. Hey, Cody, final 30 seconds. Orioles lost tonight. Only a half game back. Can they do it, baby? Can the O's sneak in? No, no, man. Not without Trey Mancini. You gave away the nicest guy in baseball over to the Astros. Now I can't hate the Astros. Uh, You're telling me I have to root against Trey Mancini and Dusty Baker? I can't do it. Sorry. It's hard, man. I mean, I love Dusty. I love Trey. I knew Trey personally. It's, It's hard. We got it. It's, Great stuff. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to hate the Astros right now. Cody, we never hate you, man. We love you. We appreciate it. Hey, I love me too. <laughs> He's Cody Decker. It's the Nightcap here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022. Soccer prediction challenge compete and 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken. Now to start your run at victory, Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly alongside sean king i am tim murray we had some preseason action tonight uh we have five games on the slate tomorrow night and uh, the majority of them will be close to wrapped up by the time we hit the air the game that you uh really like the green bay packers uh on the road in san francisco gets going uh about an hour and a half before we uh hit the airwaves tomorrow night sean let me introduce you guys to randall cunningham jr A.K.A. Jordan Love. Yeah? Yeah, he's going to have a big game tomorrow night. What makes you feel that way? I know quarterback play. I just want you I Some I, uncertainty with him last year because it was kind of a volatile offseason. Remember, Rodgers didn't show up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of Did you like almost Jordan Love. Jordan Love I, I wouldn't have drafted him in the first round because yeah. I thought it would take him a couple years to be ready. Yeah. It was almost as if 
he was put in a very awkward situation last year. Then all of a sudden, he gets a start, but it's at Arrowhead right. against the Chiefs. I mean, that's a tough game. So now the waters have calmed. He's had all offseason to kind of get back to being himself. He wants to prove that, okay, the Packers got a really good young quarterback on their team. So his motivation, his attention to detail, you know, it, it'll be extremely high. I expect him to have a magnificent, uh, probably all first half. I would assume he'll play the whole first half tomorrow. So I expect him to have a magnificent game. Plus, remember now, last time these two teams played, San Francisco knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs. So you do have that revenge angle. I know it's just the preseason, but to the coaching staff, you guys sent us home. So we had Sean Kerner on earlier tonight, and he said he liked Sky Moore to have the most receiving yards as a rookie. And, you know, there's there's tons of unique bets like this out there. We, we, we have the props up there. So Chris Olave of, of the New Orleans Saints is your favorite at 5-1. to one. Drake London plus 550. Traylon Burks plus 650. Uh, Jahan Dotson from Washington plus 750. Garrett Wilson plus 850. Jalen Tolbert, uh, who's certainly getting more run, uh, not only in, in this market, but Offensive Rookie of the Year. Romeo Dubs, then Sky Moore. You've got Alec Pierce, George Pickens, and uh, Jamison Williams is your long shot, who I would imagine is going to be on pup to start the season. And then you're going to you be fighting an uphill battle, but he's certainly explosive. So who out of those rookies, uh, thinking back, I'm trying to remember who your top wide receivers were. Jamison Williams was number one. Okay. Um, and Drake I London, I think too? I had Drake London, too. Okay, so we go down the list. The problem with Alave is Kamara catches so many passes. They have Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas back, and they added Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. So Alave and Sky Moore, to me, have the same issue. I think they're going to have some tremendous games, but week in and week out, what what are their amount of targets going to look like? Because there are going to be some weeks where those other guys eat. And I just think you got to try and find, first of all, a, a rookie that has a legitimate quarterback, which is why I don't really like, you know, a couple of those. That's why I like Drake London. I just I think it's going to end up being Desmond Ritter. I'm not rolling with anything Desmond Ritter associated Romeo Dubs is interesting because he's going to be forced to play. You know, it's basically Alan Lazard and Romeo Dubs because I think Christian Watson's still out with a a, a slightly poor hamstring. So yep. you have to find that kind of situation, you know, where the guy's going to get targets no matter what. George Pickens is interesting because he's the they're going to run a lot of 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers, one tight end. He's going to start. He's going to be in the game. But I – doesn't George Pickens kind of fall into the category that Chris Olave? Not really, because I mean Deontay Johnson. I know, but but Chase Claypool is not going to eat a whole lot of catches. He's made some big plays, but you know I can see a scenario where Pickens eats every week, especially because Pickens is more of an outside receiver. You know, he's still got to do it, but he makes a lot of contested catches. Um, I can see a scenario where he eats. Uh, in in some ways, yes, Olave. Is very similar because Najee Harris catches a lot of balls out of the backfield as well. Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, the interesting one is Jalen Tolbert. I mean, with with the Dallas Cowboys and their injury situation, if what we're hearing from camp about, you know, how impressed they've been, you know, what Jalen went to South Alabama, South Alabama, the South Alabama rookie, third I, round pick. I mean, he'll get some some opportunities there. I mean, James Washington's hurt. Michael Gallup's not going to be on the field. Yeah, for so it's, it's really him and Jerry Judy. Weeks. 
for the most part. C.D. Lamb. I mean, C.D. Lamb, my bad. Jerry Judy's in Denver. It's just him and C.D. Lamb for the most part. I mean, they're high on Dalton Schultz, but yeah, I think I think Jalen uh, Tolbert, and he's one of those guys, Sean, that has really risen up the rookie of the year market. He and Romeo Dubs uh, through this training camp, and it's it's one of those things where you know, right now I just pulled up DraftKings, Jalen Tolbert down to ten to one, so he has, you know, he's behind only four players. He has the same odds as Traylon Burks, as Sky Moore. Uh, has better odds or shorter odds, I should say, than Kenneth Walker, uh, than Garrett Wilson. So you know he has been that big riser. Um, but it, it makes sense because high-profile team, a team that is, whether you think they will or not, I don't think they will, but they are still the betting favor to win their division. And people watch the Cowboys a lot. He's got... You know, a Sunday night football game to start the season. So he's got an opportunity to He's really, gonna get the targets. Yeah. I mean that thing is about targets. Who's gonna consistently get the amount of targets week in and week out? So that they're off weeks they catch for sixty, seventy yards. What about um you know, going back to, to most receiving yards? So once again, earlier tonight, Sean Kerner from the uh from the Action Network um liked Sky Moore at twelve to one to to have the most rookie receiving yards. Um, I guess I probably wouldn't bet him, uh, bet this particular player, but curious to get your thoughts on the production. It sounds like Alec Pierce is going to start right away in Indianapolis, but you still have Michael Pittman. You have Paris, uh, Paris Campbell. Um, you know, they're going to run the ball a ton with Jonathan, Al- uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor. Taylor, excuse me. Um, I, I just, he's more of a possession guy, right? He's not a guy that's just targets. For receiving yards? Yeah. I don't know if you even have to be like a, a, a tremendous run after the catch guys targets. If he's going to get 8 to 10 targets every week, he has a chance. The problem with Sky Moore is Travis Kelsey, Edwards Hilaire catches balls out the backfield. You added Valdez Scantling. You added Juju Smith-Schuster. Is he going to get the targets? Like if he has seven games where he gets under four targets, can you still have the most receiving yards? If Alec Pierce is going to get 8 to 10 on average every week. Now I know you're not a big, uh, you weren't a big fan of him coming out of the draft, uh, but everyone has been raving about Jahan Dotson in Washington so far. So well, he's, he's got the NFL MVP at quarterback. So I mean, everybody's <laughs> gonna eat in Washington. <laughs> well, then you got to make this play, yeah, right? No, I'm at st- plus seven fifty for him to have the most receiving yards. No, I'm as cool a rookie. with that. I'm cool with that. You're cool with that. You don't want him. I'm to play? cool on that. Yes, Why? I'm good. Cause I'm already invested with the Commanders. <laughs> already what, invested. What's a little lottery ticket at plus seven? I have one. Wentz MVP. Oh God! And you really like burning money. Wentz MVP. Commanders win the NFC East. See that? That is acceptable. Yeah. So that's almost my hedge. I could see that. I could. I would not be stunned if the Commanders won the NFC East. I would not be happy. But I, I would not be stunned. Washington over the win total. Not be stunned to that either. Yeah, so I got a three-way. I mean, you didn't really bet Carson Wentz for MVP. It was small, though. Yeah. Yeah, come on. You're, I mean, you're, you're smart. So I have, you're, you're a smart man. So watch. You are a very smart I have, man played in this league. And I you, have. You put American currency. What I call my peacock folder. <laughs> so I have about 12 plays where if they hit, I'm going to just peacock on you for like a week straight. So. If Carson, Carson wins the win if Carson MVP, wins MVP, you could peacock, in the peacock for the entire year. 
I'm just for the saying. rest of the however long we're doing shows together, if Carson Wentz wins MVP of the NFL, yeah, the Washington Commanders are the most brilliant franchise in the league, and they got it for a bargain. <laughs> so you don't believe in a peacock folder? See, I, I, I feel like you gotta have some fun with this thing too. Like I got a, bowling, and I'm a dreamer. I got I'm a Bowling optimist. Green ticket to win the MAC at forty to one. So cool. there's there's my there's my. It could happen. Ticket. Bowling Green was really good about got, seven eight years ago. I got uh, Jackson Smith and Jig bet sixty to one to win the Heisman. That's a great bet. I think he's the best receiver in college football. Definitely I, the most talented. I do too. Yeah, I'm not. You want to talk some Ohio State? No. Why not? Because they're going to be really good on offense from a skill position standpoint. That we don't know if the offensive line is anywhere near their best units that they've had. And there are a lot of questions on defense. But they are so talented at the skill position. They're the position. best offense in the country. And you can get a lot of argument from me. I know. I they, mean, they Alabama's are. going to be unbelievable on Alabama offense. is not far yes. behind. And, and if they- Quinn Ewers can play, Texas is loaded on offense, too. It's a big if, though. A lot of hype coming out of there in that Austin area. It's a nightcap here on BC. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Couple preseason games in the books. Um, Pamela Maldonado. She's got some college football thoughts. She's going to be joining us at the top of the next hour. I believe she'll be in town in a couple weeks. We had fun chatting with her in studio last Maxion Maldonado. Year. We, t- we talked some Maxion. We did. Yeah. Uh, I think she's going uh, more Power Five focused tonight. But maybe when she comes in studio uh, in a couple weeks, she always comes out here. I think to, to sign up for contests and all of that. Uh, so uh, we will uh, we will chat with Pamela coming up top of the hour. Always love uh, always love getting her thoughts and uh, her breakdowns. Um, you know what? Maybe you're on to something, Sean. Maybe the Ravens are just snake bitten with their wide receiver position. Uh, James Prochet did not play tonight, and John Harbaugh said he's expected to miss a week or two with a soft tissue injury. Uh, Tylen Wallace has been banged up dealing with a knee injury. Uh, they also have. Uh, had Rush, Rashad Bateman's missed some practices. Uh, Devin Duvernay has a thigh bruise. So, you know what? Maybe you're on to something. Maybe they're just a snake-bitten franchise. Everything, they dealt with a billion injuries last year. They were the most injured team in the entire league last year. And uh, now maybe they're just, they're just, I don't know, maybe they sold their soul for their uh, two Super Bowls. I don't know what it was. Did Bateman play tonight? No. Oh, Okay. I think he was, I, don't, I don't think he's hurt anymore. I think he was just out. Yeah, I know. They're just they're just trying to get through the preseason, and yet they still won and covered because that's what the Ravens do. Um, so we will see. There they are, certainly banged up. Listen, I'm not anti Ravens because I'm I'm sure pro Lamar Jackson. My frustration is they haven't done more to surround him with competent elite wide receivers. Can you imagine if he had the guys that Burrow has with his ability to extend plays and his arm talent, his ability to push the ball down the field? If he had a Jamar Chase and a Tyler Boyd and, you know, those guys and T. Higgins. I mean, come on, man. 
Well, they did. Or if, or if he had I a mean, Mike Evans and Chris uh, uh, Godwin and I, Russell Gage or Julio I, Jones. What I will say is they they believe and and look, I you're very down on Rashad Bateman. I don't know. I, what I'm he not is. down on Rashad Bateman. I'm saying it's his, his second year. It's in the a league. huge unknown. He caught 500 yards last year. Fine for a rookie. He's battled some injuries. He comes from a university that does not normally produce NFL caliber wide receivers. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of question marks. I don't know why. You I keep, mean, he controls his destiny. I don't destiny. know why you keep bringing that up. He had over twelve hundred well, yards receiving in the Big Ten. Here's why I bring it up: his his second season. I was in college. Yeah. So I recruited high school. So uh, obviously there are kids that fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. But generally, the elite high school receivers go to programs that produce NFL caliber wide receivers, and that's generally not Minnesota. So I'm saying. Maybe he's a late bloomer. I don't know his whole story. You know, maybe, you know, it, it was, you know, just an oversight by other teams that recruit the area that he's from. But I'm just, you look at Minnesota's lineage, you know, they're not a school at that particular position that produces a whole lot of elite guys. So that doesn't mean that he can't be elite. I'm just saying it's another question mark to add to what I think are a bunch of question marks, re- you know, regarding the, the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver group. I mean, I think Devin Duvernay is a converted track guy. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's just Rashad Bateman I'm attacking. I'm attacking the group. And I'm saying when the guy that's supposed to be the best of the bunch to me is unproven and has question marks, I think it's a disservice to Lamar Jackson. I'm not attacking any of the receivers. I'm attacking the organization. You spent the first-round pick on Kyle Hamilton. You already had a great secondary. Go and get Lamar Jackson an elite wide receiver. Did you think, Bull, you know who was there at 14? It was almost the whole group. Oh, Chris Olave was gone. Uh, Garrett Wilson was gone. Drake London was gone. When was Jameson Williams taken? Jameson Williams was the pick gone before. Well. Yep. I got you. Christian Andy, Watson. And what? I'm so, well, so what would Jameson Williams do for when he's healthy? Year? I mean, he'd be great, but he was yeah, gone. Give him something they don't have. But he was also gone. It was his fourth. explosive ability at wide receiver. I, I mean, I love Jameson Williams too, and I'm not disagreeing. They, it is a, it's an interesting look. And it's not just about this past draft. I'm talking about. But this they is, did spend a first round pick on Rashad Bateman. They're expecting big things out of Rashad. Which Bateman. I questioned at the time as well. I watched him. So, so here's my deal, with Rashad Bateman. I think he has a chance to be a successful NFL wide receiver, but he doesn't possess the elite qualities of the top end guys. He's not a blazer. He's not a run after the catch guy. You know, he's more of a bigger receiver that I think can be a solid production guy. But he's not elite. I feel like Lamar Jackson deserves a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. I can keep going down the list, 20 guys. And I'm not just talking about this past draft. I'm talking about, what, what is this, year five for Lamar Jackson in the National Football League? I mean, I'll say this. So since the time he got there to now, Tim, this is what the organization has done for him at receiver. This collection of guys that we have right now. It's not like he was drafted last year. This is his second year. Like, he's already won an MVP, what, two years ago? Two years ago. So, I mean, come on. Surround your MVP quarterback with some MVP caliber talented wide receiver. The Ravens, for as great of a franchise as they are, and it's it's hard to knock them, multiple Super Bowls, uh, consistency. Steve Smith, their best receiver? Figuring out wide receivers in the draft is, they are not good at it. Right. Uh, that is that is fair. Now, they got Hollywood Brown. He was okay, but... But at least he possessed elite 
but you trade. But when a desperate team tries to trade, when you it, it, when you can get a first round pick for Hollywood Brown, you have to make that. I'm game. not knocking the Hollywood yeah. Brown trade as much as I'm saying the receiver room when you have an MVP quarterback shouldn't be like this in year five. You should have done more before the, we got to this point. So you had young wide receivers that are emerging that have had thousand yard seasons that are ready to become Pro Bowl caliber players. That's this, all I'm saying. To me, it, it comes down to they've they've clearly tried right a first round pick last year in Rashad Bateman. Jury's out. Devin Duvernay was a third round pick two years ago. Uh, they drafted another wide receiver last year in the fourth round. So it's not like they haven't drafted guys. It, the, the jury's still out. Tylen Wallace, couldn't he be good? I liked him at Oklahoma State. So I I, I hear what you're saying. They're going to have to go out and, and get someone, I think, you know, on the scrap heap here. They do have an elite tight end. And to, they have a very good stable of running backs, but they just none of them can stay healthy. Yeah, I like Mark Andrews. And to me, this is different than Green Bay's situation because they didn't have a Devontae Adams that left to take a bigger deal. They lost Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins can never stay healthy. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it in a sarcastic tone. Right. I still think they're, based off of the division, I think their defense is going to continue to play to well. It'll be fascinating. Um, but no, another... Uh, I don't think they're going to be terrible. More injuries. I'm just saying, you have to give me more than, than, than plus one, 160. 160 for them to win the AFC North. Like, I think fair. that's just that's I don't, I, I tremendously think, low. That's fair. I think there's a, there's a reason. I think... They also get the benefit. They finished in last place last year in the division. They get a last place schedule. So those three games that they get, as opposed to Cincinnati having to play three first place teams from a year prior, I think those make the difference in this division. Pittsburgh's taking a step back. Uh, You know how I feel about that strength of schedule stuff. I understand that, but the facts are that when you are a last place team, you get to play those crossovers, and in a division that is as tightly contested as we anticipate, with those odds, the way that they are, I think the Ravens get a massive opportunity facing three last-place teams as opposed to the Cincinnati Bengals having to play three first-place teams. So let me just put into context so the people who are listening that haven't been here for all of our dialogue understand what I'm saying, where I don't place a lot of value on strength of schedule for this reason. From a strength of schedule standpoint, the Buccaneers in 2021 carry the same amount of weight the Buccaneers in 2022 carry. Because Brady's still there. But this 2022 Buccaneer team doesn't have Ryan Jensen, uh, Alex Kappa, or Ali Marpet. They don't have Indomitian Sue or Jason Pierre-Paul or Rob Gronkowski. But when you look at their strength of schedule, the Bucs still carry a lot of weight. But the Bucs last year, to me, were a much tougher out than I think they could potentially be this year. Going into last year, the Bengals weren't viewed as a high-end strength of schedule booster. But they ultimately ended up playing in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying this league has a lot of parity. So from year to year, the variance, you know, with some teams, I think is significant. I mean, having Dallas on the schedule as an out-of-division opponent last year, tremendously difficult game. Now this year, Noah Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup is hurt. Um, the defensive end has left. I mean, so it's a lot of different pieces that aren't there. Lyle Collins is not on an offensive line like – so I'm just saying it's not always apples to apples, in my opinion, when it comes to strength of schedule. Now, it does give you a baseline, but there is some variance in it from year to year. Well, and that's why a lot of these times it's always been a trend. There's always a last place to first place team. You know why? 
because they get the easier schedule, and those games make the difference. The Bengals had one of the easiest schedules in the league last year. Now they have one of the most challenging, at least in the preseason. So to me, in a division that is so tightly contested, with health coming back, that's why I like the Ravens ultimately to win the division. You Let's go, LJ. You mentioned Tom Brady. Uh, interesting news coming out of Tampa Bay. Some news and notes from around the league. We'll do that next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Two preseason games tonight. Both games go over, so early on in the preseason, we've had points. Not a ton of points, but these totals are generally very low. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. 3-0 to the over, both games tonight. Baltimore and Tennessee, as Sean would say, for the Ravens, never in doubt. Great call by Mr. King and producer Aaron Oster. 21 straight victories for the Ravens. 19-2 ATS since 2016. The Giants get a last-second field goal. They get the win in New England, in Foxborough, but the Patriots do cover the closing number of three. That game goes over as well. So, uh, both uh, the dog goes one and one tonight. ATS zero and two straight up, and the Ravens continue to be the Ravens in the preseason. Uh, bunch of notable names not going to be playing uh, this upcoming weekend uh, or tomorrow night. Uh, but I want to get back to we 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 hit on it earlier on the show. You didn't seem concerned at all, and and if so, we could kind of just move on past it. The Tom Brady situation. Sean, mm-hmm. in Tampa, an organization, obviously, you know very well. You played for them. You won a Super Bowl there. Uh, you're, you're from there. Is this a concern, a reason of concern at all in your mind for Tom Brady to be uh, taking some personal time no. uh, for the next what seems to be, from from all accounts, he'll be ready for the reg- start of the regular season, but he will miss uh, a handful of preseason. No, because I think when you retire – there's closure for your family. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Giselle went ahead and mapped out, you know, how many days he had to drop the kids off at school when he had pickup <laughs> duty. You know, now we can go on vacation during the season. And then you decide to go back. I know there were some compromises that came with that. Let me ask you this, though. Tampa Bay, uh, they play Miami 
on Saturday. They are a one-point home underdog, Sean, in the preseason. And Tua is not expected to play uh, in that game. I actually think Tampa might be a team to play because, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask are fighting for the backup position, and one of them might be out if they don't win that job. And we saw this in the Raiders game with Nick Mullins and Jarrett Stidham. You could sense that both of those guys were fighting for the backup job. Now, nowadays, there's you know maneuvering that you could put someone on the practice squad, but I, what do you think about Tampa in the preseason? With those two quarterbacks, do you think that is... Don't touch them. Okay. If you're going to bet Tampa, fade them. Here's why. Even with I, I just well, here, here, I, I like here, quarterbacks who are trying are playing for something. The problem is it, Mike Evans is not going to play. Chris Godwin's not going to play. Julio Jones is probably not going to play. Gronk isn't there. You already lost all three starting interior linemen from last year, so now the backups are playing the ones. So when those ones that are going to be in the first series of Blaine Gabbert when they come out the game, I mean you probably I mean you're looking at the third-string, fourth-string offensive line playing the majority of this game, and none of those three quarterbacks are like mobile guys that are going to run around and make a bunch of plays if the pass protection breaks down. You know, that's what scares me about Tampa in the preseason. I mean, Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs, I mean, they're probably not going to even have on shoulder pads. So you're starting the game with – Hainsey had the scare I know. So, week. you know, that's what worries me about taking Tampa. I, I do like the – quarterback competition component, but because their backup receivers are still good. I mean, you're going to get Scotty Miller and, and those kind of guys, so they're going to be competent. But the, Speaking the, of Ravens, they have Brashad Perriman. Right, right. <laughs> Who caught the uh, – what, what was the game he caught the winning touchdown in the regular season last year? Uh, but anyway, the honest is I don't trust that offensive line. Okay. At all. Might see your guy Brashad White go to work. I would love to see him. I hope they hold him out a lot too. I just – Man, you got to think about this. Last year's starting offensive line, Ryan Jensen injured out for the year. Alex Kappa is in Cincinnati. Ali Marpet retired. The two tackles, Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs. I don't see a scenario where they're playing if Tom Brady's not out there because they couldn't afford for one of those guys to, to twist an ankle or, or anything. So the entire starting offensive line from last year probably is, is definitely three of them are not playing. And then the other two probably are going to sit as well. So now you're starting with the backups, and that's with Gabbard. So, I mean, after that first series, when they go to their backups, I mean, who's in the game? Another uh, interesting nugget that came out today, we talked about yesterday, you adamantly said no. But Mary Kay Cabot, uh, who has covered the Browns for forever, uh, reported today that the Browns might be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. What was I saw, I think it was a report from the AP today that, uh, Deshaun Watson would be willing to take an eight-game suspension. That ain't happening. Uh, and a fine. So do you think Jimmy G has a chance to go to Cleveland now with the uncertainty still out there uh, regarding the potential suspension for Deshaun Watson? Uh, it all depends on what they think of Jacoby Brissett. See, to me, he's the enigma. Because he played, you know, average to slightly above average when he filled in for Andrew Luck. Remember Andrew Luck? Yeah, he's, he's all of solid. a sudden was out for the year. But then last year, I mean, he looked like a he deer in the headlights. He was terrible. 
So it makes sense if they're getting undercurrent that Deshaun's going to really miss the season, that the NFL's going to come back and he's going to have to miss the season. It makes sense because Garoppolo's in a, a, a play-for-my-next-contract situation. And so you safeguard yourself if Brissett's not the Brissett we think. You know, the whole thing about Cleveland that I don't understand, to me, Case Keenum's better than Jacoby Brissett. I don't know why they let Case Keenum go to Buffalo. You see the video of Case Keenum asking for autographs? Yeah, that was funny. That was pretty good. That was funny. <laughs> no, it's like, sometimes these teams overthink it. Like, Case Keenum's a good player. He is. Solid. Yeah, I would rather have him, you know, no offense to Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's a Florida kid. I'm glad he's, you know, making a career out of it. But based on the last time I saw him play for the Miami Dolphins, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, if we had to go th- through the whole season. Joshua Dobbs, you know, doesn't really have a lot of experience. You know, he was with Pittsburgh. You know, is is dire of a quarterback situations they've been in. I mean, he didn't do enough for them to think that, you know, they could move on from Roethlisberger to him and not use a first-round pick on Kenny Pickett. So, I mean, it makes sense, especially because the Browns hold all the leverage. Now, I'm sure what they're trying to do is get the Niners to agree to do what they did with Baker Mayfield, which is carry some of that salary. Mm-hmm. Well, the Niners are just trying to find some sort of dance partner. So they I think they're trying to do right by Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I think Cleveland would be doing right by him. If he can get there and start for a team that's got all that talent. Well, here's what's going to happen. If, I think that would be a pretty if good If they're going to trade for him, they need to do it because they've got to learn a whole new system. Well, that's the thing. So they I, need to make it happen. And that's what I was going to ask you, Sean, is, okay, they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, just hypothetically. How long does it take for a quarterback to feel comfortable enough to be starting? A while. That's what I was going to say. But you're going to have to play anyway. That's the thing about being a professional. So, I mean – you're either giving him a better chance by doing it now or you're giving him a smaller chance. Like, if they don't trade for him to the end of the preseason, then Jacoby Pissett's going to start. And they're bringing him in as a safeguard for if Jacoby's not, you know, playing at a high level. If they bring him in right now, he has a chance to be the opening day starter. Well, I know they're – Because learning the system's not an issue because that's all you have to do all day. It's not like you have to go to class. It's not like, yeah. you know, you got a secondary job. Like, all he's going to be is there – going over the plays, learning the system, not getting comfortable with the wide receivers and the audible system and the adjustments at the line of scrimmage, you know, that takes repetition. So, Interesting thing for Cleveland before we move on, how much is Deshaun Watson playing? Because you got to imagine they want to get him a bunch of reps. He's supposed to start. Right. I, does that make sense to you? Yes, Absolutely. But what if he's suspended for the entire season? You still want to get him reps because you don't know that. Right now he's suspended for six games. But you have to so know. So you want to get him a lot of reps in week one. But that organization has to know that. I mean, you may assume, you may presume, but there's also the optimistic side where, you know, maybe the NFL is just doing this with smoke and mirrors. No. You know, so they can publicly say we tried to get a, a year-long suspension, but ultimately – it ended up being six, making them, you know, covering themselves in case, you know, Deshaun decides to participate in the, the massage convention that's in Cleveland. Um, I'm just saying. They're trying to cover themselves with some options. They know they have a elite roster. That's right. Well, every position. So my final thought on but this. But the question mark position so of quarterback. If they get Jimmy Garoppolo, how much does that change your opinion on the Browns? Do they win the division? It's, it's, Are they a playoff team? I'm very, I'm, I'm generally very opinionated. I don't, I don't feel comfortable answering that question because he just had sh- shoulder surgery as well. 
So until I see Jimmy play again, is he all the way healthy? Maybe the Niners, one of the reasons that they went in different directions because they know that shoulder in all the way back. You know, so it's a lot of question marks. So you got to learn a new system. I don't know. But I know this. I'd feel better if I was a Browns fan with Garoppolo on the roster with Jacoby Brissett than I would without him. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're talking college football. Pamela Maldonado, top of the hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.